I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favor to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 11th of May. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Brought to you by, well, with your hosts, Nadine, me, and Scotty. David, how was your day? Brought to you by. Feels like I'm, <laughs> am, I, am I paying for my, uh, my input here? No, it's just, I think I've listened to too many podcasts in my off time. Um, if anybody wants to sponsor this podcast, you can get in touch. But no, in all seriousness, Scotty, it was a, it was a bit, bit of a... A bit of a bust today, wasn't it? Yeah, and I uh, followed pretty weak leads from Wall Street overnight. Uh, some real big selling pressure coming through in the growth names, uh, concentrated here on the local boss in the buy now, pay later names specifically. But uh, really interesting, we saw a New York Fed survey come out of consumer inflation expectations. They rose to the highest level uh, in a decade. So consumers aren't believing the Fed that it's uh, going to be a transitory inflationary surge that's uh, is coming this year. Uh, market expectations for inflation expectations are, are moving higher as well. One thing that's not is nominal bond yields, but mm-hmm. uh, the market is definitely moving towards a higher inflationary environment. And those growth names, uh, the scarcity of, of growth that helped propel them higher last year is being erased rapidly. Yeah, tech down, uh, I think the past seven out of eight sessions here in Australia. Uh, the local market, I mean, most of yesterday's gains erased, so that record close, yet a distant memory. Uh, the companies that did manage to rise today are mostly stock-specific. I mean, yes, uh, we've got Omni Bridgeway on the back of a price target revision. Uh, Boral did well today. M&A. M&A, we had a good chat with Martin Crabb, CIO at Sean Partners, to end the day at M&A. He says usually M&A signals the you know, the top of the market, but then it gives it another leg up because it wasn't just Boral today, Pendle yesterday, Star, I mean, for Crown. There's, there's been lots in that space. And just while we're on it, I may as well get to the stock of the day, which was Boral, BLD, share price up by 3%. It has rejected seven groups, $6 per 50, $6.50 per share off market bid, um, saying it's off- opportunistic, undervalues the company. Of course, seven saying, well, it just wants to get higher up on the register. Here are what, uh, here's what Mark Moreland from Team Invest and Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool had to say about Boral. You accept the offer, no, because right. there's no need to, there's no risk in not doing it. Um, and so frankly, there's no point, just you know, just let, let, let time and, and 
further announcements, tell their or, or you know take their course, and then decide what to do. So day one, don't do anything. Never do anything on day one. There's no yep. need to. Look, it's a great show of confidence in the company is the first thing. So if the takeover doesn't happen, you should feel pretty good as a shareholder that not only have you got Kerry Stokes on board, but he's also basically wanting to pony up more to take the rest of it off you. So you should feel pretty good about that. Just makes no sense to jump in now. There are better ways to do that. Um, these things, yeah, you might make an easy 5, 10, 15%. Maybe although the offer is 650 at the moment, so it's trading above that. Uh, but even if it was a little bit higher, let's say it was 7 bucks, maybe you make 40 cents. Maybe it doesn't go ahead to respect six dollars. Um, you just—it's yeah. just not a game worth playing. The odds aren't in your favour, generally okay. speaking. Right. So if you look at their earnings now, they're currently about sixteen cents per share. They were forty cents uh, two, three years ago, and yeah. and that's been the high. Yeah. So let's say they're going to get back to forty again. Then there's about you could say, well, there's three times uh, growth in earnings there, which right. would bring the PE down to about fifteen or six, or say twenty maybe a bit less than 20, 18 or 15, which is, I'd say it's pretty fair. There's no panic um, to get mm. out of it, but I definitely wouldn't buy it. Right, uh, okay. Porrell's figures are actually pretty ordinary. Uh, they have been for years. Their return on equity is quite low. It's never, it's really, it hasn't been over 10 in a decade. Yeah. You know, so it's a pretty mediocre company from a performance point of view. So that is Borel not going in the portfolio. Uh, listen, I sort of buried the lead. We're waiting for the budget. A lot of the, mar- uh, you know, the announcements are known to the market already aged care health care housing could get a boost infrastructure those are all areas of the market yeah Yeah. that we'll be watching tomorrow but uh, the big takeaway will be that this is a big spending pre-election budget they want to get liberals do the uh the government of the day want to get people on side Absolutely. And uh, you're right. It's a very expansionary budget. Still still contractory compared to what was seen previously. But at the same time, it's still going to be huge in scale uh, and lots of uh, incentives there to go and, uh, and swing back parts of the electorate that may have been lost over the, uh, the last, uh, last little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, so that's not surprising. I'll tell you what, one thing that really irks me, though, it's like the whole idea of having budget around in prime time and everything else to go and offer surprises and go and like, get some interest there. If you release everything in advance, I found over the recent years, and I'm going to sound like a bit pessimistic here, but it's realistically like there's nothing to really look forward to. Like there hasn't been a surprise in any real big shape or form for years. Mm. A couple of years ago, there was a bank levy, but that was actually broken before the budget as well. Exactly right. Um, well, one thing that you wrote about in the newsletter today, the iron ore price, I, yeah, you're not usually kind on forecasts that are not in the ballpark, although I won't mention your U.S. jobs forecast from Friday, but, uh, but putting that I was, aside, I, wasn't, I wasn't the only one to get that right. Yeah, you were pretty bullish on that one, though. I, it's on the last call if anybody wants to go back and watch and listen. Sorry, Scotty. Uh, but yeah, Treasury, the forecast of $55 U.S. per ton of iron ore. Uh, are, you, are you hard on Treasury for going quite light on that? No, it's it's a really it's a terrible uh, no budget uh, forecast put it that way. But it's actually a really good one because the optionality it gives the government is huge. So it gives them a massive upside for uh, for revenue forecasts. Uh, it gives them also the ability to go and fund spending programs. It also allows them to go and uh, have a bit of wriggle room if they want to go and offer really optimistic assessments about economic parameters like job creation, all that kind of stuff in the coming year. If they miss there, it gives them that sort of wriggle room to say, oh, no, but I know. Apart from that, we still manage to go and record a, a better than a expected uh, improvement in the budget position. 
So I can understand why Treasury goes and, uh, and has been putting that $55 a ton level in, despite prices being way above where they sit at the moment. Um, but even then, that in terms of budget surprises, that seems to be leaked as well. So uh, I saw that one of the other publications today was talking about a figure around $90 a ton, which of course is still around about two, a third of what the actual spot prices are right now. So the optionality for the government will still be there in the future. All right. So that is your take on that uh forecast for the price of iron ore. Look, we've got a fantastic day lined up for you tomorrow, digesting the budget in detail. I'll run you through some of the guests that we have in. Uh, We will be speaking with uh, Innes Willix, AI Group CEO. We'll also be speaking with Jennifer Westacott, who heads up the BCA. We'll also be chatting with Amanda Robbins from Equity Economics. She does believe that this will be a really positive budget for financial markets. David Paradise from Paradise Investment Management as well will weigh in. On the women's agenda, Georgie Dent, Executive Director of the Parenthood, Diane Smith-Gander, who is Chair of Zipco, will be joining us to give us her take from uh, the corporate perspective and... uh, Look, the, the list is so long. We'll be speaking with Zali Stegel, independent MP. So she'll be joining us for some of the chat around the climate initiatives in the budget, as well as Gary Carroll, who's CEO of G8 Education. Big spending coming through for childcare. Yasser Alansari, CEO of the uh, Investment Institute. The Australian Investment Council, apologies, talking about what this budget may mean for startups. And he'll be talking about that SPP, so that initiative that will help make... Um, share programs for employees a little bit uh, more favorable here in Australia perhaps than elsewhere. Anyways, before I start to bore you with all of the guests that are coming, rest assured if you want to know what the federal budget means apart from all the politics, what it will actually mean in the medium and long term for your investments, for areas of the market that you're interested in, this is the place for you. We'll see um, We'll see you all. We're live from 8.30 tomorrow. Sounds like a good moment to go and sign off. Have a great night and we'll see you bright and early. <laughs> <laughs>